Our Chicago White Sox continue their rebuild or remodel or retool or whatever word Rick Hahn wishes to use. Are the White Sox done? And if not, who will be next? White Sox split with the Cleveland Guardians. They got some solid pitching efforts from Toussaint and Clevenger, but Kopech continues to spin his tires. Garrett Crochet wants in on the rotation and attendance at 35th and Shields has understandably dropped off. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox taking on the Texas Rangers on Tuesday. Uh, Sox have not announced a starter uh, catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Uh, State of the Sox, uh, 43 and uh, 63, huh? Now they're back to 20 games under 500. Don't look now, but 11 games back in the AL Central. Uh, since the last recording, uh, the White Sox. Uh, look a little different. Uh, Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, and Kendall Graveman uh, have all been dealt. Uh, no surprises really there. Uh, that was rumored. That was speculated uh, for quite some time. Uh, and it was official uh, on Friday. Uh, a flurry of moves really for the White Sox. Thought there was going to be more on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Who knows? As I'm recording this right now, there could be a situation with the Milwaukee Brewers or the Miami Marlins, both teams uh, kicking the tires on Tim Anderson and Aloy Jimenez and uh, uh, even Jake Berger. But as for right now, uh, Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, and Kendall Graveman, to my knowledge, uh, and again, there'll probably be a few more uh, before the impending trade deadline. Uh, so the White Sox now seem to be in search uh, of a new culture and, and maybe a, a new way of doing things. Uh, uh, several intriguing prospects have come back to the White Sox and an old friend has returned as well. We'll get into some of the details later in the episode. Uh, the Sox farm system has received a boost in, in their ranking. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to reserve the right to wait to get excited until I see results at the big league level. Uh, remember this game from 2016, 2017, maybe 2018, uh, really into everything that was coming back to the White Sox as they uh, started that great rebuild. And uh, hey, I bought into it as I know so many people uh, did. The Sox you know, picked a path and uh, look what they're doing and, and all the hype, uh, uh, you know, about the guys that they're getting back, all the people that are in the know. They know the prospects. They understand they're scouted. 
Oh, these are can't miss. What the White Sox have got back. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this team is going to be a force. Uh, and it's all about development, right? And the Sox just do not develop players well. I don't know what the issue is. There seems to be a disconnect somewhere. Uh, the same folks have been around for such a long time. And, you know, it, it, like these talented guys have come to this to the team, to the organization, and the, the, the development just kind of stops. And, and we don't get to see maybe the true potential. I don't know what's happening. All I can say is, you know, we haven't seen the results we thought we were going to see. And I know it's not always a slam dunk. Absolutely. It is not a guarantee. Nothing is a guarantee. That's why if you still have your 2005 uh, World Series hat or shirt, put it on every now and then. Okay, because that actually happened. The Sox did win a World Series and if you were alive to to see it and witness it, it was pretty. It was something special. Okay, nothing nothing's guaranteed until it absolutely happens. So you know, I'm going to wait on some of these prospects. We'll get into the information into the detail, but I can't get too excited right now. Uh, it happened already. It happened. I got super excited. I've just got to curb my enthusiasm. Uh, White Sox split. Uh, their series with the Cleveland Guardians, uh, games two and three of the series on Friday and Saturday, uh, they were good ones uh, for the White Sox. They played uh, well on Saturday, and, and it looked like they were actually having some fun. Uh, T.A., how about it? T.A. hit his first home run uh, of the season, first home run well over a calendar year. Uh, you could tell there was some relief from him, uh, and the dugout had a, had a good time with that. Uh, Jake Berger and Luis Robert Jr. continued to smash the baseball. Vaughn launched his first home run in a while. Tuki Toussaint, uh, he looked good on Friday. Uh, five innings, three hits, zero runs, a walk, uh, four strikeouts. I have a feeling uh, the Sox will try to keep him around, and, and he could definitely be in the 2024 rotation. Uh, we need arms. We need big league arms. And, and, and if Rick Hahn, you're going to believe anything Rick Hahn says, which I would caution you, but, you know, you do you. If you're going to believe him that the Sox, you know, are looking to be competitive maybe in 2024, uh, that, that, that they might have a chance to, to field a competitive team, who is going to throw What's your, what's your rotation going to look like? You have to have well above average pitching, uh, especially with the track record of this offense. So I guess I, I have a feeling Tukey's going to be in that rotation. Clevenger, a guy that maybe, do the Sox try to bring back uh, Clevenger? I, I don't know about that. I'm not as sure about that as I am about uh, the Tukey Toussaint stuff. But Clevenger returned. Uh, he pitched on Saturday, five innings, two hits, zero runs. Zero walks, which was impressive, and three strikeouts. Now, Michael Kopech, the guy that you know, I was really hoping to see on on Sunday. What does he have? You know, can can he get something consistently going here? Uh, you know, especially as we are looking at what our rotation for twenty twenty four is going to uh, look like. I hope he is included in that. I mean, I, I just don't know what role he has on this White Sox team now. Kopech threw in the finale, and uh, he did not impress. Uh, five innings, four hits, three earned runs, five walks, two strikeouts, and two home runs. Uh, Jose Ramirez uh, for Cleveland had a field day. It's the home runs, and it is the walks for Michael Kopech over and over. 
uh, as the as the socks begin to rebuild or, or retool or remodel, whatever it is, uh, one of the originals, you know, from the great uh, rebuild from the beginning here in the fall, uh, December of 2016, Michael Kopech has yet to show uh, he can be a reliable starter and his command has been so inconsistent. I, I don't know if he can be trusted out of the bullpen. I, I feel like that's where a lot of folks want to put him is just, well, he's, he's more of a bullpen guy. He's not a starter. We've had bullpen guys that come into the game and they can't throw a strike and they're walking two guys. And then there's a, a big hit and there goes a big inning. It's like, well, if he doesn't have any control, do you really want, I know he's got the velocity and he's got the potential. Do you really want him out of the bullpen? If he can't figure it out and find the plate, uh, this is per Vinny Duber of CHGO. Uh, Michael Kopech called his outing on Sunday pretty pathetic. Uh, when things aren't going well, it's a little hard to be joyful out there. Uh, sometimes you go out there and try to take things lightly, and then a home run or two happens, and it's real easy to get frustrated again. Uh, yeah, again and again and again. That is uh, how it has been for Michael Kopech. Uh, this was Pedro Grifol uh, after the game. Uh, we are going to put a roster to get together for next year. A lot of that starts right now. So we are going to do things a little different. We are looking for a different culture. At some point in that clubhouse, everybody in there, we are all getting evaluated. There's a direction that we want to go. And at times we don't show it out there. At times we do. We have to get consistent. This is a good opportunity for everyone to prove to themselves and this organization that they want to be a part of this thing moving forward. I got a feeling that there are some guys that don't want to be part of this thing moving forward. They're like, I don't trust this organization. I've seen this happen before. I'd like out now. You know, let me get to a winning culture. Let me get to a winning team. I want to taste the postseason. I don't have the stomach uh, for this. There are young guys that are into it. You know, like we saw in 2017, 2018, Ricky's boys don't quit. There are going to be guys that are going to be hustling, that are going to be trying to win a spot. Uh, maybe that's good, but, you know, what's happening right now, the personnel on this club uh, these next couple months, is that really what we're going to be seeing heading into spring training in 2024? Uh, maybe, you know, maybe. I mean, the track record of the White Sox doing a lot in the off season is just not quite there. Uh, so, you know, maybe this is what we're going to see. Maybe some guys that we have acquired recently, some guys down on the farm, uh, some new faces might emerge out of that field uh, to add to this team, whatever it is. It sounds like Pedro Grifol is going to have his fingerprints all over it. So whether we want Rick Hahn to be in charge or not, uh, he is the person putting this remodel together, uh, whether we like, uh, Pedro Grifol or not, uh, he is under contract for a couple uh, of more years and may very well be given permission to redesign the culture and have a big say uh, in what is on the field in 2024. Uh, right now, uh, the White Sox have only dealt three guys off the active roster, but rumors fly about Aloy, Jake Berger, T.A. Grandal, and even Middleton. It sounds like the White Sox did well for themselves in the trading game already, but only time will tell. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right, just bet 
uh, 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 and you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to uh, uh, hit, hit their first home run. All on an app that's uh, safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The White Sox face off against the Texas Rangers on Tuesday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, So Lance Lynn and uh, Joe Kelly dealt to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Boy, if you saw any video of the fan reaction out in L.A. when Joe Kelly made his first appearance over the weekend, uh, they were all kinds of excited uh, to get Joe Kelly back. Uh, Good for them. Uh, Lynn had a 10-team no-trade clause uh, with the Dodgers on it, but waived it. Uh, The White Sox received pitching prospects Nick Nastrini and Jordan Leisure, as well as outfielder Trace Thompson. Welcome back. Uh, Turning to the players going to Chicago, the headliner is Nastrini. This is what the experts are saying. A fourth-round pick of the Dodgers from 2021. He's already climbed to double-A. The 23-year-old has made 17 starts at that level this year with a 4.03 ERA striking out. 26% of opponents with an 11% walk rate. Uh, Baseball America recently ranked him the number 10 prospect in the Dodgers system, while Fangraphs currently has him at number six. Uh, Leisure, 24 years old, was a 14-round pick in 2021 and has been working exclusively in relief as a professional. He's pitched 35 innings out of the bullpen in AA this year with a 3.09 ERA, striking out. Uh, 39.7% of opponents, but walking 11.3. Thompson, 32 years old, is an immediate big league option for the White Sox, or he will be once he returns from the injured list. Uh, He was drafted by the Sox back in 2009 and made his big league debut for them in 2015. He quickly went into journeyman status, bouncing to the Dodgers, back to the White Sox, the Athletics, the Cubs, Padres, and back to the Dodgers again, generally struggling in most of those opportunities. Uh, Thompson began a rehab assignment a week ago or should be able to join the Sox in the near future. He's making $1.45 million this year and can be retained via arbitration for two more seasons after this one. Takes me back uh, to those 20, 2015 White Sox uh, Robin Ventura is still at the helm. Trace Thompson, uh, his third go-around with the Southsiders. How about that? Uh, what are we going to do in the outfield? It uh, looks like Thompson is going to have to compete with Colas and Gavin Sheets and what other person they put out of position out there in the corner outfield uh, in spring training. Kendall Graveman went, uh, I guess, back to Houston. How about that? This was the flurry of moves on Friday. In exchange for a season plus of Graveman, the Astros will part with the 25-year-old Corey Lee, uh, whom they selected with the number 32 overall pick in the 2019 draft. The 23-year-old Lee made his MLB debut last year, but appeared in just 12 games and logged only 26 plate appearances. 
He went four for 25 with a pair of doubles, a walk, and nine punch-outs during that time, though there's little to be gleaned from such a small sample of work in his debut campaign. Uh, Lee has power, but plenty of swing and miss in his game, both of which were on display in uh, 2022 when he swatted 25 dingers but fanned in 28.5% of his plate appearances. I'm sure he'll figure out the discipline with his uh, White Sox coaching staff. Uh, he hasn't hit for much power in AAA uh, this season, just five home runs, but has uh, nearly four percentage points off uh, that uh, strikeout rate and currently uh, hitting 283. 328, 406 in parts of three AAA seasons. Uh, he's a 255, 313, 446 hitter. Uh, defensively, uh, Lee draws praises for an elite arm strength that's helped him nab 32% of would-be base thieves uh, to this point in his professional career. Uh, Baseball America's latest scouting report, which pegged him seventh in Houston system, uh, credits him with an 80-grade arm averaging uh, average framing ability and above average blocking skills. Fangraph's Eric uh, Loganhagen uh, currently ranks Lee as the game's number 75th prospect, putting a 70 grade on his arm strength and liking him to Austin Hedges earlier in his career. An elite defender with enough power to offset a well below average hit tool. So the Sox seem to be racking up uh, catching depth, which is exactly what they needed. Uh, anytime someone asked me, from you know other hosts from different lockdown shows. Hey, what what would the Sox want back for this person or this person or what do the White Sox need? They absolutely needed catching depth. Needed catching depth, and we need some arms. We we need to bolster our farm system uh, in terms of pitchers. Uh, you know what what did we have coming up when we had guys go down with injuries? We just didn't have those those electric arms yet. I mean, there's some that that you know Noah Schultz who's a ways off, and some other guys that. It might be exciting in a few years, uh, but nothing kind of immediate. Uh, and, and I don't know, if, you know, I don't think we got anybody quite like that in these uh, Lynn Kelly Graveman deals, uh, but we needed arms and, and looks like we've got Trace Thompson now back too. Uh, can Garrett Crochet uh, be in the Sox rotation in 2024? Will the White Sox spend money in the offseason? I will pause as you finish laughing. And how bad has the attendance been uh, this year uh, at Sox Park? Uh, more on that in a moment. So uh, Garrett Crochet wants to be a starter. Our old friend James Fegan, uh, formerly of The Athletic, now doing some freelance work at the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, Fegan had the article this past weekend. I uh, can't miss a Fegan article. Uh, Lynn and Lucas Giolito are gone. Mike Clevenger activated off the injured list on Saturday. Is a pending free agent with a mutual option for 2024. Uh, Davis Martin will be rehabbing from Tommy John surgery uh, into next season. And upper minors pitching prospects have been plagued by injuries and struggles too. Beyond Dylan Cease and Kopech, Projecting the White Sox 2024 rotation is difficult, so much so that well-traveled Tuki Toussaint throwing five scoreless innings on Friday is potential relevance for the future. I feel like I have the stuff to fulfill that role, Garrett Crochet said on Saturday. I just want the opportunity to do it. Uh, Fegan wrote, uh, Crochet began his media session by clarifying that he intends to pitch again this season 
a muscle strain in his left shoulder, ended his rehab assignment prematurely this month, and will keep him from throwing for another two or three weeks. In his first season back from Tommy John, Crochet has pitched only 10 innings for the White Sox with a 3.60 ERA, 11 walks, and nine strikeouts. I feel like a starter's routine is a better routine for me uh, based on the bumps and bruises that I've been uh, happening to me in relief, Crochet said. I just want the opportunity to do it. If I can't, I'm more than willing to go back into the reliever role. Uh, that's been my dream from the start. I'd like to at least either prove to myself I can or can't, and then I can be at peace with that. And that's great. Uh, I, I love the confidence. I love he's just putting it out there. This is what I want. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say no to myself. I'll let somebody else say no. But, you know, with all the injuries and stuff that he has uh, been going through this season, he's just has not been able to build up any arm strength. I mean, that's the thing. You've got to build yourself up. That happened with Chris Sale years ago when he was reliever and then starter. Uh, maybe he could do it in, in the offseason. I mean, what kind of uh, in-game action are you going to get to be able to do that? Uh, that's a whole process. Uh, and with all the injuries that you have, you're going to ramp yourself up. Maybe you're going to get a little too excited. Uh, ramp yourself up quickly. Are, are we dealing with maybe another arm injury when you get to that point? It seems like that's a that's a great wish and that's a great hope, but I don't know what the timetable is for Garrett Crochet to be able to do that. Uh, other rumors, uh, again, with this deadline on uh, Tuesday, this is from Bob Nightingale. The White Sox certainly could be major players in free agency this winter after shedding about $25 million in their three trades. Uh, catcher Yasmani Grandal's 18.25 million salaries coming off the books after the season. Uh, I We hear this every single year. Uh, I feel like maybe a year after the rebuild started, so like the offseason of 2018, um, which is when I think the Harper Machado stuff was going down, we kept hearing money's going to be spent. We're going to make a big splash. We're going to finish this thing off the right way. Uh, we were going to get what we need when the time comes and, and it just never really happened. They spent money, but it was in weird ways and, and, and spent a ton of money on relievers. And, you know, it just very odd how the money was allocated. So uh, take that for what it's worth. I don't believe a word of it, but you know, I think Bob Nightingale is a, is a mouthpiece for Jerry and the White Sox organization. And they want fans to know, Hey, we're going to be spending. So if you're thinking about that 2024 season ticket package or, how much money you should set aside for the for games next season. We're going to be spending. Don't you worry about that. We're going to be aggressive in the offseason. Mm. I'll see it when I I'll believe it when I see it. How's that? According to Bruce Levine of the score, the Brewers and Marlins have both shown interest in outfielder Aloy Jimenez, who is under contract through at least the 2024 season and controllable uh, through 2026 via two club option years. Now, as right right before I started recording this episode, there was a lot of rumors going on about Brewers checking in on Aloy Jimenez and even Jake Berger. So uh, we'll see if anything uh, comes of that. Uh, also here from Nightingale, the White Sox are telling teams that ace Dylan Cease and left-handed reliever Aaron Bummer are off limits, but they would be willing to trade reliever uh, Kenyon Middleton. They would listen to offers for shortstop Tim Anderson and will give away catcher Yasmani Grandel. 
why Yasmani Grandal and even Elvis Andrews would be playing on this team, you know, after the deadline, I have no idea. I think Andrews is probably a DFA. Maybe they can get something for Grandal. Somebody's looking for, you know, a guy that, you know, has showcased himself recently at first base. I wonder if that scout's asking, hey, can you get Grandal into first base? I'd like to see if he still has some range over there. Uh, and he's got the switch hitting bat. And he's had some more pop in that bat this year than last year. I don't see him slipping into a backstop role with another team this late in the year, but uh, you never know. So I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Grandal being gone. And I think they got to part ways with Elvis Andrews. If you're looking to get guys uh, create this new culture that Pedro Grafol talks about, uh, get some young guys. Get, give Zach Remillard a ton of playing time. Um, bring Lenin Sosa up if you can. I mean, he's been crushing the ball down on the farm. Uh, see what you have. G give, give some extended tryouts to some guys uh, just to see what you have going into the offseason. Uh, scouts who have watched the Dodgers class double A AA Tulsa team love the White Sox return and the Giolito Lopez deal of starter Nick Nestrini, reliever at Jordan Leisure and outfielder Trace Thompson, believing that Nestrini could be a number three or number four starter with Leisure being a solid middle or setup reliever. Uh, and the MLB, according to Nightingale, is enjoying a renaissance in attendance, climbing 9% more than a year ago, uh, the highest increase since the great home run race of 1998, of course, Sosa and McGuire, the largest increases, Philadelphia up 40%, Cleveland up 40%, Cincinnati, which makes sense, 38%, Tampa, 31%, Pittsburgh. They started out hot this season, 30%. The only, the only two teams with declining attendance, Washington Nationals, 13%, and our Chicago White Sox, 16%. It, it's understandable, you know? Again, people will say uh, to me, stop giving your money to Jerry Reinsdorf. Stop supporting the team. And I, I kind of laugh, you know, hey, you got to do it how you want to do it, you know, fan how you want to fan. Some people go to games. A lot of people go to games because that's what you do in the summer. You take your family, you go see friends, connections you've made over the years, especially if you're season ticket holder and you get to know the people in your area. You know, this is what you want to do. This is your hobby. This is your pastime. This is what you want to spend your time and money on, you know, and you might not get that. You might not worry too much about the wins and losses. It's just like, hey, this is an experience. This is a social thing for me, and I'm going to continue to go. Uh, if you're trying to, you know, really make a stance and and you know show Jerry, you know, maybe don't go. Don't don't give your money to Jerry. I don't know if Jerry actually is going to pay attention or listen. I don't really think he cares. Uh, I think he's got an ego. I think he he doesn't want to be embarrassed. I don't know if he really cares about losing or not. I, I think he wants to make money. How much he gets hit by ticket sales, that's a big question. I, I don't know too much about that. I, I feel like he's doing all right, though. The Sox continue to be profitable, but interesting about how, you know, uh, with attendance being up everywhere, Sox and Nationals, uh, they are the only teams uh, declining in attendance. But it, it's, not, it's not shocking, and I think it's going to be like that absolutely uh, in 2024. 
Uh, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTV. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Any questions or comments you have, uh, Lockdown Sox uh, at gmail.com. Our Sox take on the Rangers on Tuesday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM and the SXM app. Search White Sox. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. And hey, everydayers, uh, you know who you are. On the next episode, I will recap what the Sox did or did not do on the eve of the trade deadline. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.